congratulations on making it to week two of RuPaul's Drag Race. But this is no time to relax and untuck. You know, drag is about a lot of things. Perfect outfit, perfect makeup, the perfect wig. But at the end of the day, it's what's going on inside that really counts. And when people look at you, if they can connect with what's going on behind the eyes, they won't care what's going on between the thighs. <laughs> okay, pit crew, bring in the cameras. And here we have Mary's one of the first examples of RuPaul inserting a really, really important message about self-care and self-love into the world of drag and masking it so wonderfully with comedy and camp. Yeah. What I like about this clip is, you know, when we talk about this idea that Drag Race is in some ways a satire of these other competition shows, Top Model and Project Runway, it's like, okay, in theory, I can I can understand that, but it's like, where are the moments to really see that in action? Obviously, other than like she-male versus tyra-male and whatnot. But this, to me, feels like such a pitch-perfect example of the satire in that there really is this meaningful message. There's this sense of self-importance that Tyra would bring. We're talking about Tyra, um, Tyra Banks, yeah. not the other, not other the Tyra. Other Tyra. Yeah, the other, other Tyra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then to be able to cap it off with a joke, it's like that reminder that like, yeah, all of this is true, but it's also all drag and it's also not to be taken too seriously. Right. And that's right. the real key to understanding all this is to then not take it too seriously. Yeah. I mean, you, you have to listen to yourself and love yourself and don't take the world too seriously. Yeah. Right? Laugh at yourself too. Yeah. Like yeah. that balancing act I think is, is so interesting and so it's put so plainly, but like there are people, you know, who speak about it from a very enlightened point of view of, of finding that balance between self care and, you know, I don't want to say like um, self deprecation, but some sense of, of humility. Right. And you know what I love about um, what she says here that, you know, as a gay man for me or just as a human being for me in the world is like finding what's between the eyes. Like you have to be, be present. You have yeah. to be there. Yeah. And some queens are so inside their head and they're not looking out. They're looking in. Yeah. And, it, and you can tell when they're on stage because yeah. it's, it's, they're, they're just not there. Yeah. Uh, it's like when, uh, in this episode, for instance, uh, you know, Nina's struggling with the, the choreography. Like, right. she wasn't, she wasn't there. She wasn't selling it like BB was. Right, right. Nina was more in her headspace of this isn't something that I do. Thank God I'm a, I have immunity because this isn't something I right. do. She's just reinforcing that story. Right. And in the same way, I mean, obviously the obvious example of someone who's just in their head the whole time, of course, is Alexis Michelle. Oh yeah. Who just was not paying attention to herself, but all of those external details and, and if they were reflecting back correctly. And it's yeah. like, well, that's not really going to tell you. That's not an accurate barometer. Right. I mean, isn't it interesting that since season one, this has been something RuPaul has been pushing. Mm -hmm. Whether she says it outright through this mini challenge mm -hmm. and like needing to see something behind the eyes right. or if it's just critique after critique after critique like we need to know who you are yeah we need to know what's behind this drag like we need to see you mm -hmm. uh and it's almost like she's not just talking to the queen yeah oh god this well, show is so brilliant i know well you know what i what i love about the fact that it's this repeated critique that we could we could note a queen each season or a moment each season multiple of of this sort of vulnerability note being brought up in different ways right what i love about the fact that it gets repeated over and over and isn't just advice to drag queens on a competition show is that this is something that i think people struggle with 
one of the top of the list kind of things people struggle with is to show that vulnerability, is to show that side of themselves, is to let their defenses down and to let their their actual self shine through. Right. And I think that like it's the fact that it's being repeated over and over to me doesn't feel repetitive. It feels necessary because we kind of need to be reminded every day. It's like what Rue says about like it's I have to like cut the tail off every day. Yeah. Uh, it's like oh, a daily yeah. practice. Exactly. And you have to recommit every single day yeah. to being present yeah. and to being present to yourself, right? right? And just living your truth, not thinking too hard about it. Right. Keeping things simple. Because it does not have to be so complex, right? Yeah. The world is not real. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I just love love this this clip of the week yeah. because it's in in just a, a wonderful little morsel. RuPaul has like given me chills and tears in my eyes. Right. It's so economical. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And and at the same and it's who still, needs therapy? Right. Exactly. And it's still able to make like a Doctor Josephson. Doctor Josephson. See you later. See you later. <laughs> I found a bootleg link to season one of Drag Race. I'm all good, girl. I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's were kidding. Yeah, obviously. As a as a huge uh, you know, endorser of therapy, don't give up just because we sent you a bootleg link. You know, speaking of therapy, I want to talk about talk space. Oh, you know, <laughs> nowadays everybody has a therapist, you know? And it's like and there's no shame. I've been seeing the same therapist for fifteen years. <laughs> this is rude, of course. Yeah, this is rude. We're sorry. Yeah. Uh, I can't afford a therapist for fifteen years straight. Come on, Mary. Oh shit. Sorry. They, they are not cheap. Talk space is cheap but i don't feel like texting with a therapist i need to sit down in a chair with one of those noise cans you know if i wanted to text a therapist i'd like text my mom and get terrible advice you know i know right it's like if i wanted to text a therapist exactly there are so many other you know here's an example of advice my mother would give me uh unlike rupaul i'd be like mom oh my god I'm just like having so much trouble at work because, you know, I just don't feel like I'm doing a good job. I don't feel like people in the office are respecting me. And she texts back, just ignore them. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Robbins, take two seats. Anyway, Colin, we should tell our Marys what they're listening to. Of course. This is obviously another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And today we are going to be continuing our deep dive into the humble roots of Drag Race, the lost season, season one. The pilot of the pilot. Pilot of the pilot. (laughs) And this episode, you you know, last week, we really like dove in just like to meet these queens to like get to know who we're working with what's kind of getting set up right everyone needs to get oriented of like what's going on here yeah i mean there's not that many queens right there's nine queens right one of them went home yeah so victoria pork chop parker yeah yeah um but now um i think this episode for sure is uh starting to we're starting to see the seedlings exactly so i know that um we want to definitely talk about uh this idea of group challenges yeah uh because you forget you forget that there were there's so many group challenges to come mm-hmm. but this was the first one and it was the idea that RuPaul was in a was in a rock group right right what was it the the um the wee wee poles or something like that no. I, I don't think I'm wrong about this I think it was wee wee poles <laughs> this is one of those details I'll hang on to the wee wee poles the wee wee poles there's uh, so many things I don't remember her punk rock band in the 80s please be right come on oh man um uh. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> That's right. 
That's right. When when I am, you're exactly correct. We we poll. I ain't joking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you are a Mary out there and you want to look, uh, there is actually a clip of her um, doing funky for a honky. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> Fabulous. And body heat. Mmm. All yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Doing doing that uh, gender fuck drag. Body heat. Is that a is that a dedication to the eighties uh, sexy thriller starring Kathleen Turner? <laughs> oh, Kathleen Turner. Is Isn't the she the best drag character you've ever seen in a movie? Uh, I don't know how she keeps a, a big old when dick of we, hers. Tucked. When are we going to review on this podcast? Serial mom? mom. I was thinking. I mean, yeah, I know. Pussy Willow's daddy. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. I mean, that's such an interesting point of Serial Mom being a drag movie. Well, I wrote a whole paper in college about the works of John Waters mm-hmm. and ha- the the emergence of the queer mm-hmm. and where the queer was in every movie, every single movie, even when Divine died or was no longer a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cast a drag queen. Ricky Lake was a drag queen. Mm. In Hairspray, she was the drag queen, oh, also yeah. the mother. Sure. And then in Serial Mom, it was <clears throat> Kathleen Turner was right. the one. And then Tracy Ullman. Right. Well, and of course that idea that like there are like Michelle Visage, there are female drag queens. Sure. Yeah. And it's funny. I was just listening to, um, I, I really like Ross Matthews podcast, straight, straight talk with Ross. Okay. I, I, it took, I spent a long time getting into it and you know, um, the first episode you told me to listen to, I he know. spent 20 minutes talking about how he had diarrhea in public <laughs> at a CVS, <laughs> which is, which Mary's is not my cup of soup. Let's be clear. I, I'm I'm not here for poop jokes. That being, I, I I've accepted it. There are certain things you accept. You know, like you've accepted that our sound has been a little wonky for 52 episodes. We're figuring it out. I accept that Ross Matthews occasionally has a poop joke. Okay, moving on. So uh, <laughs> RuPaul. Uh, no, but I want to make my point. So I've been listening to Straight Talk with Ross, and um, I was listening to an old episode that RuPaul was actually a guest on. And uh, they were talking about, because Straight Talk is uh, named after this movie that Dolly Parton was in called Straight Talk, where she, right. um, it, it's, like a, it's like a tootsie, Mrs. Doubtfire-y kind of situation, you know, mistaken identity. Anyway, so Ross Matthews was talking about how he really wants to, like, remake that movie where he plays the Dolly Parton role. Uh-oh. And so then they were talking about, well, what didn't work about the original movie was that the love interest was James Woods. And Rue was saying, well, what you really need is, like, a male drag queen. You, you need like a like like a Burt Reynolds, and I was right. like, oh, I never thought about that. Burt Reynolds is so drag, yeah. and I just I love that oh, idea of like okay. who like people who are who are doing drag regardless of their gender. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So have we got on that tangent? Sure. Um, so uh, I don't know how we got on. Oh, we were talking about RuPaul's wee wee polls. Yes, wee wee polls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, you recently watched Dragula? So, yes. So, uh, last episode, we talked about how Dragula was not something we were interested in watching because there were like there was bugs being eaten and, and all sorts of gross shit like that. And then one of our Marys, uh, one of our sister Mary Sarah's, we have a couple, she had said, you guys really need to give it another shot. Like, give her another take. Yeah. Uh, give her a take at all. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. So, I watched the first episode. It's all on YouTube. And... It's are there bug eating scenes? I, I there there will be something. If you're okay. not eating bugs, you're not, you're not doing, doing drag. drag. Yeah, it's um. Here's kind of what it is. It's kind of fun to watch Dragula while we're watching season one because there's that similar like 
ooh, this budget's low. Okay. But they're making the most of it. Sure. I mean, it's not about that. Yeah, and I'm not even judging. Drag shouldn't be about how much money you have. A Courtney Act. You you, you definitely don't need to be a Courtney Act queen. Yeah, and that's what's kind of great about this is is none of these queens are coming in with with that level of drag. And so you're really seeing them construct something. And they're all really... It's similar to like how the Club Kid runway was so interesting because it was just like, oh, this is not the typical runway. Like this isn't, you know, fishy realness. The looks that they were doing, like the first challenge they had to, it was it was almost like Drag Race, like show us your best like Wicked Witch look. Mm. And so we got to see looks. And, um, oh. and then what was so cool about it is then um, they would have to reenact the Wicked Witch dying. And it was by someone throwing a bucket of water on oh them. Oh, my God. So and it's and it's so I'm I'm realizing this as I'm saying this it was so similar to the first mini challenge of season one where you're watching the oh, water get yeah and this like destruction of someone's yeah drag. it's like um what's what are those um destroy my dress pictures at weddings oh have you heard about that trend no yeah so uh people. I guess who wear dresses at their wedding. Um, they there's this trend where after the wedding's over, before the reception, they'll have a photo shoot with a photographer where they destroy the dress, where they go in the ocean or oh they go God. into mud or something like that, and they take these really artistic, destroying the dress pictures. I mean, why? It, I, I love that idea, but well, part- there's this idea of you know emerging. From something, some something so pure and so put together, mm-hmm. and then ruining it. I love like that. people love to knock down Legos when they're done. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure. I I think it's like, well, how much does that dress cost? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's I'm just. Well, I Mary, this is not a trend for someone. I was gonna say this who is do, either doesn't have a lot of money or who spent a lot of money on the dress. Although there are people that do that. I was gonna say, I'm gonna wear it again. Well, I sure. I mean, I've heard of people what who sell it, got their dress, then like read like someone tailors it into something they could wear. Oh. For special events, like I've heard of that. Uh, I know it was my wedding dress. Are you kidding me? I know. I mean, I. What are you gonna do? But I anyway. don't wear white shoes after Labor Day, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> no, fashions change. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Sorry, cereal mom. Cereal okay, mom. so uh, uh, yes, go ahead. Okay, so so anyway, so they do the runway. They have they they get splashed with water. It's all kind of edited slow motion, spooky music. It's kind of great. Anyway, the way where. I was on board with Dragula. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I'm like living for the fact that like I'm getting my drag race fix in another form. But then where it started to lose me and where I think you'd probably sign off, delete the account as well, would be um, that there's then like a, fi- the, like a bottom three. And they, in this episode, they each, to whatever extent they, they create this, they each were quote unquote buried alive in a coffin and then the coffin had like a a tube like an opening so then like first they had just kind of like bear being like you know buried alive and then they're like throwing like bugs in there why and then i think they were kind of like mimicking as if someone was peeing on them it it was and i don't think it was obviously real pee i I think there's a limit um i don't know why i i don't know why it was just kind of like i guess it was kind of like if it's about charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, it's like mostly about nerve at this point. Okay. So it was, I kind of was ready to sign off at that point. So I would say I'm keen to keep watching Dragula, but skipping the quote unquote extermination round, which is kind of like the lip sync for your life. Oh. Where they have to like do some shit. <laughs> so make it, they make it scary. Yeah. So okay. um, thank you for the recommendation. I'm still glad I watched it. I'm going to keep watching it, but I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely going to skip parts of it. Okay. All right. Dragula. 
so I think uh, we should talk about the episode do you and get right into it and do the segment after. All righty. Well, we are going to shift gears and we're going to talk about episode two of season one. Episode two. Do you remember the name of this episode? No. Of course not. Um, <laughs> Ruko's Empire. Um, <laughs> oh, no, she better don't. Um, Loma Gaga. <laughs> Any of those? Am I the cop? <laughs> what is Am I the Cop? That's, that was um, Alexis Michelle when she had a little like um, dream catcher on her ear when she was showing Rue which <laughs> village person she was. It was just, That's a great quote, Mary. Yeah. Deep cut. Deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Am I the cop? It was just called Girl Groups. <laughs> wow. You really broke the dawn that time, Colin. Yeah, really, really. You know what? Hit the snooze button, Mary. Girl groups. You know what? So one of the highlights of this episode for me was when they were like, uh, when RuPaul was like, we have a special guest coming. Oh. Miss Desti- one of Destiny's children. And they're all like, it's, it's Beyonce. Beyonce. It's Beyonce. And then she's like, Michelle Williams. <laughs> right, right. Wait, no, wasn't it Kelly Rowland? What's that damn It was Michelle. <laughs> shit. Of course it was Michelle Williams. The third one, not two. It well, wasn't Kelly Rowland? No. I, uh, Kelly, we, no, it was not Kelly Rowland. Are Rowlin. you sure? Yes. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Break the Dawn was by Michelle Williams. Oh, my God. <gasps> oh, my God. It's like the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. I'm having that. What is that called? That's called the, uh, the Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. I'm having the Mandela effect. I, all this time, <laughs> have been interpreting that as Kelly Rowland's. And I was like, well, they got Kelly. They got Kelly. When love it's, takes over. It's not Latavia. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Michelle. Yes, it's Michelle. Wow. Because you know what? She gets a lot of um, dragness, much to the same degree like um, uh, Latoya Jackson. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tamar Braxton. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the one. Mm-hmm. It's the other one. It's, it's the other one. It's the sister. It's, it's the, the s- best supporting actress. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the one you really want to play, like, in the movie. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to play Beyonce in the movie. No. You want to play Michelle Williams. Of course. Or Kelly Rowland, well, apparently. Yeah, Kelly Rowland, no, maybe at, at first, but the joke is, is that Beyonce never knew that Michelle Williams was in the group. Right, right. God, all this time. I, I, my, who are you? Who? Yeah, who are you? I don't know her. Um, Who's yeah. that? Wow. Who was that? Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. Well, my brain, we're right on my ears. That's okay. That's um, okay. Uh, so this episode, um, yeah, it was group challenge. Um, and it starts out with that great clip of the week and that mini challenge where they had to take selfies. Oh, my God. It's which so... we saw in season nine. They took selfies back before there was a selfie oh stick. Oh, my God. That's right. Oh, that's such an interesting throwback. And, of course, and you look at it, and even though it's only, I mean, I guess what, like, Nine years, do the math. Um, eight years. I'm so bad at math. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I know, right? Wasn't it the latest episode of What's the T? It was like he like couldn't spell something. It was like, sorry, I'm so bad at math. It's like, <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, but even though it's not that many years ago, it feels so incredibly dated. They've got these old, you know, what they DSLR cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Digital cameras. Oh my God. I, I just. I just can't believe how different it is now. Like from these queens holding these clunky cameras to like promoting the selfie stick. Yeah. 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 And was it promoting? Did they say selfie stick? I I assume. I assumed that was why this was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I don't think, um, 
The other kind of like on your face challenge I can think of is the one with Moby. That's what I was thinking. And they of. had to do the wind mm-hmm. and they had to find the best picture. Right. Um, but this was, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of other mini challenges that could have related. If you are a Mary out there and you know. Um, yeah, I was thinking through it. I was trying to remember if there were other ones. I mean, obviously there's just like. Specifically the, a selfie, you know. Right. It's not just a photo challenge, it's right. this whole selfie thing. Yeah. 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 Where they're taking the picture. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was that uh, that uh, opening. Um, yeah. And so uh, I'm just looking at my one of the things I wanted to mention that came up early on and I think is kind of a running theme as we talk about this episode. Obviously, we're going to talk about Tammy Brown a lot. OK, like this we is, should, let's talk about Tammy Brown. Mm-hmm. The one thing I just want to mention before we get into her as just kind of like a, you know, little act one gun drop the you know little tease is also i want to talk about akasha this episode okay more than i thought i was going to want to until i rewatched and took notes and i think there's an interesting parallel between akasha and tammy brown this will kind of lead us into tammy brown okay akasha and jade says something early on that she says i think that akasha i think that she's trying to play the bitch role and what i really started to pick up this episode is that akasha is not only is she really one of the like nastiest mean girls in drag race history, she is the first self producer. And what's interesting, we'll get to that later, but what's interesting <clears throat> in comparison, if we get into Tammy Brown, is Tammy Brown, despite being so completely playing this character on TV, is so not self produced. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't think there's... there's she's she's that quirky yeah. all the time. And it's like to be that extremely quirky and not be kind of always having like a producer hand in that. Sure. Is, I mean, I don't, I can't think of many other queens who have ever brought that to the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I can even see, uh, I can even see like a Jinx Monsoon was a little bit more aware. Yeah. And not that quirky. I, I guess... Uh, because I mean, when I think of uh, when I think of Tammy Brown, she's I, in a class of her own. Yeah, I mean, there's there's similarities to Jinx Monsoon. There's right. even similarities to like Sharon Needles early in her season of being this kind of weird outsider. Yeah, I mean, she, certainly an outsider. Mm-hmm. She she falls in that kind of archetype. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of queens that are totally either in their own head or totally present yeah. in their own weirdness, she wins. She wins. I mean, yeah, like because again, you talk about a queen who's like, you know, not like the others. I mean, like let's talk about Nina Bonina Brown, mm. where this is a queen who's got her own quirks and got her own version of drag and yet is so completely in her head. Mm. And I I think though, I think that there's an element of this though that Tammy Brown not being in her head was also I don't want to say her downfall, but I kind of think that she where she's different from some of these other quirky queens and some of these other character queens is that and we see this this episode is that she and I don't think that she can't, but that she refuses to adapt this character. Oh, oh, I mean, we've seen that before too. We've seen queens that refuse to adapt, but mm. there was she wouldn't adapt in the workroom. Like she wouldn't adapt as right. in, in her life because right. that's just who she was. Right. I mean, that's it was. I mean, that's pretty beautiful to see. I mean, it's frustrating when you're trying to interact with that and you don't know how to interact with that. Right. Right. Well, what's interesting because is because a lot of the time people in social situations, yeah, they have to kind of morph and kind of figure out what their roles are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every now and then you come across a unique character or a unique person that's just like, oh, OK, that's you're just going to be you. Right. OK. Yeah. You can either take it or, or give it, you know. And I kind of gather that the queens liked Tammy. Like, I think that she I think that she's a kook. And maybe after a while, it's almost like Alyssa Edwards. It's like, OK, after a while, I need a break. But oh, right. I kind of feel like. Especially, and you see this at the end of the episode, like 
when she just kind of gives up in the lip sync, spoiler alert, they have these cut to the other queens watching and they're all just like, oh, come on, Tammy. Like, none of us want to see Akasha stay. We'd all much rather see you stay. Mm. And so it's, inter- it's just very interesting, those two queens, because I think they're at, at opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of Tammy's harmless. You know what I mean? Right. Tammy is harmless. Tammy is not out to play a character. She's out to just be who she is. And she, um, I think she knows her drag. She, and she's talked about that. She knows her history. She knows her references. And yeah, there, there, there was a moment in the episode where she's like, this is who I am. This is, this is all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did what I did. Yeah. 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 And it's, it, I, I have to respect it. I mean, I think it goes to that idea that there are a lot of queens who are great drag queens, but don't fit the drag race model. Right. For one reason or another. They don't, they're not lip sync artists, or they don't know how to do their own makeup, or they don't sew, or, or they do something very specific. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I think, like, I'm really glad that Tammy Brown has the reputation that she does of still being a great drag queen, because... In terms of Drag Race, if she made it past this episode, she wasn't going to make it past the next one. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, what I love about Tammy Brown is that she is very drag in the sense that she's subversive. Mm -hmm. She's subversive to something that was subversive when, you know, Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's, I I think of that. That's like a a Sasha Velour in that sense. Mm -hmm. I think of Katya in some ways like that. Yeah. There's kind of this, like... She, she's taking this model. She's taking the sort of beautiful fishy drag queen, and it's like I'm gonna just use that as an access point to do other things. Yeah, and I think um, in a, in a way, Alaska does that, mm-hmm. uh, where she takes the idea and she is constantly reminding you that this isn't real. Yeah, this isn't real. Right, this isn't real. Right, all of this is drag with a capital D. Right. Um, I think in ways that that Tammy and Jinx are similar is that they also, and I'm of course always appreciative. Of this is queens who keep older references alive. You know, queens okay. who become oh, these, sure. these yeah. archivists and they keep certain, you know, Betty Davis and all these sort of references that um, little, little Edie, you know, mm-hmm. what's a little Edie? Um, they keep all of these references alive that are good. Well, she's not that little. <laughs> she's not that little um, that are going to go. And in some ways, I kind of feel like at least in the gay community, it's like who else but a drag queen can keep these these like legendary figures, you know, present in our lives and yeah. someone who can like impersonate them and bring them back to life. You right, know? right, right, right. And, uh, you know, I think of uh, when whenever people are doing a, um, what are those, like soundtrack or uh, spoken word lip syncs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, thank you, Lip Synca. Right. Thank you, queens before us that kind of brought that into style. Yeah. Um, and, and really started that movement of of uh, uh, editing things together. Yeah. I mean, you have to think about a queen like Lipsinka who was editing that like oh my God. on a boombox. Right, right. I mean, totally. Like the like we That's unbelievable. That yeah. was not computerized. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's it's really I mean and, and that kind of drag is really to be honest some of my favorite. Oh I my love God. spoken word lip yeah. syncs. Oh me too. I just think there's there's so much nuance. There's so much nuance, Mary's. Yeah, it's. I think maybe that is like, that's probably like my guiding point to things. I like, things in drag that I like is like how much nuance is in there. How much, how, right. many, how many little details do I have to go in and find? Because there are people that can lip sync to to music really, really well. Because yeah. maybe they're a musician, maybe they're a singer themselves. Mm-hmm. And then there's, uh, you know, spoken word lip sync that mm-hmm. has that you can actually create more. Yeah. While you're doing it, it reminds me of the lip sync extravaganza challenge mm-hmm. when you know they could have just mimicked what happened in Untucked. Right. But 
you could also bring it to a different space. Like uh, that's what Alaska and uh, Detox did. Right, 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 right. Where the, exactly where they they take it to like okay, it's it's not just what happened. We're gonna now reappropriate it and reinterpret right, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like so much creativity. There's so many so many options for creativity. Yeah. Right. And you know people do that obviously with music too, mm-hmm. but um, you forget to do it with spoken word. Right. Right. And I think that there's more space in there with spoken word. You know what I mean? Like oh, there's sure. More like you don't have to worry about the music in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. beat to keep to. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, there's no split to be had. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I'll take a spoken word lip sync with a split, but, you know, <laughs> when done right. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Uh, um, so back to the episode. So um, any any other thoughts on Tammy Brown? I mean, she she struggled in the group challenge. She was picked last, which we've seen multiple times. Yeah, and sometimes... The person who gets picked last is usually the most vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, I think of Valentina with the cheerleading challenge. Of course, she won that one, but traditionally, yeah, the one that gets picked last, especially early on, I mean, we saw that in season seven, Violet Tchotchke kept getting picked last, you know? And a lot of times it is establishing a storyline to see somebody rise up. Mm -hmm. But then there are some queens where you're like... James Mansfield. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you? You know? Right, right. I mean, given the lineup of people you have in the room, I mean, even that challenge... Was Nina picked last? I think so. I feel like... I think she was maybe picked last for the Kardashian challenge. Right. That's what I yeah. mean. Yeah. 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 But it's like... And that one I was even surprised by because I feel like that came after Good Morning Bitches when she kind when of... When she won. When, yeah, well, but, or she but, did really well. She did really well. But... Yeah. I'm, in my mind, she was. Yeah, sure, sure. But I no, I feel like she. Um, yeah, the the queens already knew who she was. Yeah, and had this idea about her. And it's like, okay, we're gonna do this, like you know, Destiny's Child, you know, sexy girl group challenge. Like, I'm sorry, I'm just not gonna pick Tammy Brown first. Right. I, I get right. it. I get it. It was also a weird comment that she made. Was like, I'm with the black girls. All right. Well, that means that Tammy is on a cautious team. I'm with the black girls. Yes. It's like, oh, Tammy. I know. It's like, Tammy, you can't say that. <laughs> I guess she can. I know, but cares. it's like, there's that moment where, like, there's a there's a joke on 30 Rock about, like, um, whenever, like, you know, one of the white characters, oh, she's Puerto Rican. Is, is that offensive? Am I allowed to say Puerto Rican? It just sounds like you're saying something <laughs> right, offensive. Wait, yeah. Right, 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 right. It's right. Like, am I? Well, if you're thinking it's offensive, it probably right, was. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, yeah, how, well, how are you saying it in your head? It's all yeah. about intentions, right. Mary. It's all about intentions. Um, the one thing I want to say about Tammy in terms of the group challenge is I, the note I took is that Tammy is really, she becomes the Becky of the group. And the Becky oh. of the group, I mean, from the name, you can kind of figure out yeah, what that the is. Becky. But Becky, and I'm, I can't remember which season of Project Runway it is. It could be like season, it's either seven, eight, or nine. But early on, there's a group challenge. And there's... There's always that designer who's, and it just happens on Project Runway. She's a little bit older. She's maybe a little bit heavier, heavier, maybe a, a little bit more Holly Hobby-ish, and it isn't isn't like the the fierce nasty personality. <laughs> Holly Hobby. I don't know. Oh my God! Can somebody do a drag character? <laughs> Holly Hobby. Yeah. Holly yeah. So she's a little Holly Hobby, and uh, <laughs> she has a craft room. She, there's yeah, nothing wrong exactly. With that. There's nothing wrong with that. Loved craft yeah. rooms here at All Right Mary. All Right Mary. Cross stitch my <laughs> heart. Right, yeah. So. 
But anyway, they had some group challenges. Cross stitch my hashtag cross stitch my heart. Yeah, I'd hope to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, there's some group challenge in one of these episodes, and and her ideas keep getting pushed to the side. I think this is season. I'm remembering this one nasty designer, Joshua, or something like that. He's in New York. Well, anyway. Um, but uh, she eventually gets relegated to really just being kind of this like you know weeping seamstress. I think <laughs> is the note that I took. She's it, it's like this it's like this old painting weeping seamstress <laughs> threads bobbin you know <laughs> and and then goes home you know and so it's kind well, of yeah because she uh, Tammy Brown in the workroom she says to RuPaul she's like. So are you in charge of the costumes, or are they telling you what to do? Well, I'm a little worker girl. I'm kind of behind the scenes cooking and cleaning and taking care of the house. So you're this uh, drag Cinderella. Drag I'm the dragarella. Okay. And I keep sewing. Um, I, uh, speaking of things Tammy Brown says to Rue, <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't catch this until this time, but at one point when, when Rue is kind of doing his Tim Gunn, meeting up with her and like checking what she's doing, right. she calls him Tootsie Pop. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's lots being happening, Tootsie Pop. Like it is. Oh, there's a lot happening. There's a lot. That. Yeah. And I was like, African queen. Yep. I was like, Tootsie Pop. Oh, that's. That's something special. Yeah, yeah. Tootsie Pop. And I just, I, to me, that was a really special takeaway. Wow. Oh, Tammy Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if we're if we're talking about the group dynamics, um, we we got to see Akasha emerge in this episode as well, kind of yeah. setting up her storyline. Yeah. Um, that you maybe think she set up herself. Well, she has a talking head where she says every contest needs a bitch, and I'm happy to be the one. Okay. And I just think that. I think Akasha came in with a certain with a certain level of self-awareness that other queens weren't showing in season one. Okay. She came in knowing she was on a TV show or at least in some kind of contest where there are tropes, where there are specific types of characters. And I think there's that idea of like, you know, well, if you want to stay on TV and you want to get noticed and you want to make for good TV, you better play a character. Yeah. And I mean, that's great advice for someone that wants to stick around. Yeah. I mean, and, and granted, there's only so long she can stick around, but like... I think you compare her to a queen like Jade, who never really becomes like a developed character on yeah, the season, and, right. I, and that's why she went home. Yeah, maybe. It wasn't the oh, lip sync. Well, because the other storyline, Rebecca Glasscock's storyline, was more interesting. Yeah. yeah. She, she was giving them a storyline that was going to run right. through the season, right. and Jade was not. And that's when it becomes less of a competition and more of a produced reality show, which is a problem, I think, for a lot of fans. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't want to name any names, but there are people. Uh, there are Marys that have emailed us about uh, being upset about a queen going home. And it's like what they're forgetting is that there's a bigger thing going on here, right? Yeah. This, is a, this is a produced, a very produced reality television show. Yeah. It is a machine. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it is a machine that is showcasing something very artistic, right? Mm -hmm. But RuPaul has said it from the very start. All of you are stars. Mm -hmm. If you're on this show, you're a star. And it's what you do on the show and then after. Right. Right. And it's how you work it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think it's um, and even, you know, it, even a queen like Tammy Brown, who came on, didn't do particularly well. But I think what it what it br brings me back to is the clip of the week. Tammy Brown, I'm fascinated by what's going on behind her eyes. I'm fascinated by whatever the story mm. is that she's telling. I don't really. I don't really give a shit if her looks are like, I don't know what you're like. You look, you look like a secretary on a three day bender. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like someone just found you in like a KFC parking lot. You know what I mean? <laughs> One shoe, you know, 
like I, just a mess, you know, panhandling for chicken tenders. And it's like, uh, but the, but what's going on behind the eyes, I'm like fascinated by. Yeah. And I think that that's, that says a lot. And that says a lot where even if you're not a queen who like does well in the competition, if you come on and you people remember you, you can do something with that. So is Akasha then trying to be remembered just by staying on the show longer? I think she's trying to be remembered. I think that she is, if I'm a bitch and I act out and I start shit up, I'm going to get more camera time mm. and they're going to have more reasons to keep me and I'm going to get attention. Yeah. And I think that she, I mean, I think she's such a child in the room, you know? Yeah, and right. like that's what she reaches for. It's like, oh, I know what to do. Like you compare that to someone like Nina Flowers, who's like, or BB, who are just t- such adults yeah. in the room. Yeah, there was that one, um, and we'll show this clip um, or we'll have you listen to this clip. Can I walk on you while you're doing that? I'm not putting hair on my head without a face on. Come on. I am not. I need help. Be a champ. Girl, put it on a wig head. That's what they're for. I don't do that. We had just hours to go out and present this wonderful package, and things were really not going as swift as I thought. But she is basically arguing how she doesn't want to put on a wig (gasps) without makeup. Yeah. And you're like, girl, like... If you, you put yourself in 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 their shoes, you're in a group challenge. You're all working together on a project, mm-hmm. and someone's like, "Oh, I need you to put this on." Right. You 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 should put it on. That's what a group member does because they're helpful. Right. They want to help. They're they're putting their ego aside. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And and it's interesting this challenge how it's like everybody is given this individual task yeah. and it's like okay this is where you have to shine and this is where you have to shine and this is where you have to excel and right. it's like and you have to then trust me that with my assignment like i'm going to yeah that i'm not going to sabotage you because i want us all to do well right and i yeah. feel like by her not putting it on she's kind of like sabotaging and she's sense. also like an eye to the camera she's also like oh i don't want to be seen right. on tv seen. exactly yeah. exactly ego yeah ego yeah. getting in the way mm-hmm. and and whether it was self produced or not like it it's it's not it's not nice yeah but here's here's the rub the bitchy queen the one who is often difficult stays in these group challenges yeah so there's uh, all these other group challenges that i went through um in the series mm-hmm. um sometimes the the bitchy one goes home sometimes mm-hmm. um okay so in season two it was star bootylicious oh yeah just an episode that was the burlesque episode I always think Country Queens is the second episode. No. And then I'm like, oh, no. right. Yeah, it was this Nicole outdoor Page drag. Out. Yeah, Nicole Page Brooks, yeah. who wasn't difficult. No. She just wasn't very good. You know who was difficult? Tyra. Oh, my God. She Tyra wouldn't, has, she wouldn't do the thing. She, yeah. fell, she fell asleep during, she, she's like, she slept during the, the, the whole, and Rue had to like wake her up. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean. And then she went on and won, won the series, girl. Right? She took the crown. I mean, it so, I, I, takes so, nerve. So what I'm trying to say is that these group challenges, and that's just one example. I'll go through some more. But uh, these group challenges, it's not about if you're bitchy. That's not going to make RuPaul kick you off the show. Right. Right. You just need to stand out. Yeah. And if you're the bitchy one, you're standing out. Yeah. So when she mm-hmm. says, we want you to stand out, we want you to be more than the girl, from, the third girl from the left. Right. Take that very literally. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be this character. Right. Right. And it, I'm going to be Jerry Spice. Yeah. Well, and what's, inter- Spice. what's interesting, and I, I'll, I'll not to interrupt your uh, going no, go for seasons, it. Yeah, but yeah. just to that point, 
you know, <clears throat> as we're talking about Jade before, Jade actually says, she's like, well, I don't, because she's a dancer. Yeah. Um, you know, because some of us ain't singers, we dances. And she says that. God, I'm a dancer. <laughs> sorry. I don't know what that is. Chorus line, whore. Oh, my. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you whore. Oh, my. <laughs> 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 That was me taking my purse and leaving. <laughs> and so, um, no, I haven't seen Chorus Line since like a really shoddy like student production when I was in college. But oh, yeah, um, I was in it. Yeah, yeah, you weren't there. So. I played the one who had gonorrhea. Clearly, oh. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> right. But which character were you? Yeah. Well, the only oh. problem. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we all wanted to be uh, the uh, Sheila, the one who sings first in at the ballet. She's kind of this like older woman, and she's kind of vampy, and she hits on um, Michael Douglas. You have to see the movie, girl. Oh, all right, all right, all right. All right. Oh I put that God. on my list. Can people, Marys, please shame Colin for not having oh. seen the Michael Douglas version? Yeah, please, Marys, because that's what I need. Um, <laughs> So, um, oh, so going back. So yes. anyway, so going back, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not, I haven't even seen Game of Thrones, but I'm feeling like the queen. Shame. Getting, yeah. Yes, yeah. Shame. I'm getting the walk shame. of shame here. Um, they throw in poop at her. What are they throwing at her? Everything. At her yeah. Room. Not yeah. to bring poop back into this, oh, but, geez. um, anyway, uh, so I was, yeah, go well, I was going to say that to your point about being a character and standing out and all that is Jade has this talking head about she doesn't want to outshine her team. She knows she's a good dancer. Oh, right. Um, yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, but she feels that her success would be in not standing out and not outshining them. And I just think, well, I, I almost understand her logic, but I also think this, I understand her logic in the, where she is, but not in a way that wins. Right. You know I, what I mean? I totally understand the logic. And it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Because you're in a competition. Right. RuPaul said, stand out. Yeah. So you got to stand out. Right, right. I mean... If you look like you know the choreography the best, you look like you know the choreography the best. Because mm -hmm. you know who stood Fine. out was Bob in the Ruko's Empire challenge. Right. I mean, he right. was the definition of standing out. Yeah. And it, you can't blame that. Yeah. It's like... Well, you think of um, another group challenge, the New Wave Queens, if we're kind of going to season eight, mm -hmm. Chi-Chi Devane stood out in that terrible group. Oh, yeah. Because she was doing the right thing. Right, right. Yeah, she was upside down twerking... Doing the head. Oh thing. well, that was uh, the lip sync. Oh oh before, oh oh, Ruko's uh, Empire. Was per bitch perfect. Right, where she had that rap. Yeah. Um, in in Ruko's Empire. No no no, I'm talking about the New Wave Queens. Oh, New Wave Queens. I'm totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm with, having with, season um, eight salad here. Yeah. <laughs> season eight salad. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. Ambrosia. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you have uh, season six. By the way, had no. Um, creation group challenges. They had group challenges like Scream Queens, mm -hmm. but not to the sense where they like had to write things, right? And, like put things together in large groups. Sure, later on in the season, but mm -hmm. in large groups, like right. no cooperative challenge. They weren't building things from scratch the same way. Like right. even even you know Shade the Rusical. It's like I mean all of that was being it was given to them. It was being given to them. Yeah. Here's, here's the lines exactly. To fill in. Yeah. Right. Here's mm -hmm. here's the thing to lip sync to exactly. Yeah. Um, the other one uh, that stood out to me was the lip sync extravaganza. Yeah, when they had to work together mm -hmm. in pairs, but also t also they had to be in the same room together in drag and yeah. like be the best. Right. So uh, Sa Serena Cha Cha, she she was kind of a problem in that episode, but certainly not an instigator. She was just not doing well, mm -hmm. and I guess the queens. Uh, they they kind of they clashed a little bit. She was also the leader. Yeah, well, but I don't think her being the leader had anything to do with it. It was just that she was bad at 
the lip sync. She she didn't know the words. She didn't know the words, and I and she had just like some really strange ideas that like at the end of the, the of the of right. The speaking scene. speaking of um of spoken word, when you bring bring another kind of scenario into it, right? It's like well, it could work, or sometimes it doesn't work. Right, like that yeah. didn't work at all. Where it was like I think her interpretation of the scene was that like Raja died of consumption at the end of it. Right. And I was like, well, right. it was weird. what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like a is like a Marie Antoinette reference to the runway look? Are you being are you just like a brainy queen and we don't get it? I mean, she was she went to art school, right? She this did soft thing. sculpture, right, Mary? Um, but you know, there was uh, Alyssa Edwards was an instigator in that episode. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. but you want to really fight? Yeah, yeah. She was, and and I, you know, looking back at the scene, it's like, oh, I could get that. I could, I would feel the same way Jinx did. Where it's like, okay, slow your roll. Like, I know you want to just get shit done. You want to be a yeah. get shit done queen. Yeah. But like, you're steamrolling. Right. Yeah. Like, right. you're not being a team player anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other ones, uh, the other group challenges was the wrestling challenge mm-hmm. from season four. LaShawn Bion went home. Mm-hmm. Who wasn't an instigator? She that the problem was that she wasn't doing anything. She yeah. wasn't. She wasn't standing anything. out. She wasn't standing out. Yeah. And QNN News, right? And that was when uh, season two, India, India, season three. That was when season, oh, season India Farrow yeah. went home. India Farrow, right. yeah. Who just wasn't standing out? Wasn't doing the right thing, right? Because I think you know there are two things that happen with group challenges. Either there's like the problem. That was Yara, right? Or was am I? That's season four. No, it was season three. Season yeah. three is yeah. Yara. Mm-hmm. Um, who you know, uh, you, she did the she was the the weather girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, she stood out. Yeah, she stood out. And like even even it was kind of like okay, I don't know what's it was like Andy Kaufman. It was like I don't know what's going on, but I'm really enjoying yeah, it. Right. It was um, like her Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Like I think with these group challenges, either like the problem child gets, and I know we're not supposed to call them problem children, teacher. Um, the problem child is either the one who gets booted out, or it filters out the ones like. Like a, a Layla McQueen or like a Nicole Page As we Brooks. sometimes very kindly like to call them riffraff. Right. Where they and it's not that they are riffraff. It's just that the show needs to view mm-hmm. some fodder to create stories, yeah. to maybe find some drama. Because, uh, you know, I think everybody knows, but when they cast any reality show, mm-hmm. they have stories in mind. They have things that they know that they want to showcase. Mm-hmm. They know, like... The top five. They know the queens they expect to go far. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, Valentina, Valentina was so, like, oh, we did yeah, not plan yeah. for this. Nina was supposed to go this episode. Oh, man. I mean, that, in some ways, oh, it's like, ooh, ooh. In some ways, I'm like, Valentina, amazing. Way to shake it up, Ariana yeah, Grande. Right, right? <laughs> way, to be, way to be greedy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if that works. I just needed to try. Oh my god! There was um, was it a picture on the subreddit that I saw of Ariana Grande's uh, um, "Shake It Up"? But it was a picture of Vivacious in her cone outfit, but holding an ice cream cone. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> Sorry, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It was really great. Anyway, so those are the other group challenges. And so again, what I found, uh, and Marius, if you have any thoughts on this, please chime in here. But what I found is that if you stick out, that's all that matters. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're a bad group leader mm-hmm. or if you uh, know the choreography too well or if you know you you do something bitchy or you right. know, something like that. That does does not concern RuPaul and the competition at all. If anything, mm-hmm. they're going to keep you for some drama. Yeah. Um, but what what is the what is it the uh, Achilles heel or the 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 golden arrow mm-hmm. the, the golden bullet I don't know what I'm saying um, sure I'm w- with you what yeah. will kill you yeah is mm-hmm. not standing out yeah the silver bullet yeah the silver bullet yeah. mm-hmm. now did Tammy Brown not stand out so here's because the thing. wasn't it Akasha versus Tammy Brown 
I mean, in terms of the lip sync? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think... Because we have a bitchy queen who they kept. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when I think about what happened with Tammy Brown, because obviously if you've seen the episode or you haven't, they do the girl group challenge. Tammy Brown... It's a disaster. Is, is a disaster. She remains completely out of her element. Her, her but, outfit's falling oh, off. Oh, there's, there's a brilliant nip slip. It's a fabulous yeah. gif. We'll definitely post on Twitter. But to me, and maybe I'm subjective because I just love all of that. It's my kind of drag, obviously. Um, it was all reminiscent of Cynthia Lee Fontaine in Ruko's Empire, Strong Gay Woman. Strong it was so gay, yes. wrong. It was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so bizarre. Yeah, and nobody thought that she was right. Yeah, I mean, because it was so <laughs> funny when she's dancing along and then the boob slips and she's trying to like bring it back up and she's got this face and I'm like, this is this is so much more entertaining than the bullshit that's going on around her that I'm not noticing. Right. You know what right. I mean? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think this was early enough in the series, though, where they were looking for... They wanted to see you complete the challenge right. as prescribed. Like, this is what we asked you to do. Yeah. Don't subvert it. And we find that out later in the makeover challenge, that they actually wanted you to do what the fucking challenge yeah. was. Yeah, and that's so, that's so interesting. That would be something that'd be cool to explore, is queens who... Like, uh, here I'm thinking, of course, of Milk, when she did the Rue boy... You know, oh, the boy Rue. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the workroom look. And she, yeah. and she got... The thing is, I think that... But they were impressed by her outlandishness, right? Her, they the, liked her audacity. it. I, yeah, I feel like they set it up to like be pissed at her, but they actually were like, oh, I love this. Like, this was great. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, and so I it think... It was drag. Yeah, and, and it'd be interesting to see examples of queens who didn't follow the rules, so to speak, who went, you know... Uh, kind of and took the direction and then like went left with it instead mm, of right right and how they responded to it you know another example i'm thinking of alaska when they did the the children's show and she showed up in boy drag in boy drag and it's like i don't think she really liked it though right root, root, no root didn't like no it. no where i was like i kind of i kind of liked it i kind of thought well it made sense for the challenge yeah yeah and but I, she got red but she got red and yeah. i think that'd be something worth exploring is is queen's or throughout the seasons, how lenient they were or how interpretive the, the instructions really were. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, I, mm, I'm trying to think of another uh, queen that kind of went against the grain there. Is there, uh, I mean... I mean, I think of Kim Chi in the Bitch Perfect Challenge. Oh, yeah. Where, they, where she, she used her weakness as a strength. Yeah, where they, like, they built it into a character, which, I mean, right. if you compare to Tammy Brown... They could have made her this character. Yeah, the, the, the one, the one Michelle Williams. Yeah, th this one like. <laughs> then there's her, you know. Like it makes me think of that SNL skit with the with Kristen Wiig with the little baby oh, hands. Oh yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, The sisters. Like I just think right. it, it's it's interesting in season eight. They took basically the same problem. Someone who like, oh, this is not what I do. And then they said, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna just shine a light on that. Yeah, yeah. Instead of hiding it. Right. It's like when Alaska and Alyssa in All Stars two yeah. had that. Um, comedy challenge, right? It's like let's well, let's just, yeah, let's put Alyssa right on her pedestal, right? Yeah. Like we know what she can't do, <laughs> so okay, let's not try to push that. Don't get bitter, just get better. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like we already saw how that went down. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, I think you're right. I think it was just too early on to have subversive examples because they needed to have set examples. Right. And you know what I thought was interesting about this episode as well in terms of it being a group challenge is that they had to, they each had a role, right? Mm -hmm. One of them had to do hair, one of them had to do the costumes. Make You had to make four costumes? Yeah. Four or five costumes? That's a lot of work. That's they a did lot not of work. have much time. And they didn't get to do a runway look. 
They yeah. didn't get to showcase themselves. Yeah. So the only way for you to stand out actually on this challenge is in the challenge, right. in the thing. Because it's not your hair. It's not your makeup. Exactly. It's, not it's your somebody look. else's hair. It's somebody else's mm-hmm. makeup. Yeah. Or whatever you did for the challenge. So right. if you're Tammy Brown, you're like, I'm just a worker bee. It's like, well, you don't have a role. Right. That's a problem. Right. You're not contributing. Mm-hmm. Right. Even Chan- I mean, Chanel, she, she did great makeup. I didn't really understand the makeup because it's like. You just kind of, I mean, I, yeah. maybe I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a makeup queen. I mean, I, I think I'd like to think that I am, but like, I didn't notice any new ones. Well, no, exactly. No, I think that's fair. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can get on board with that. I did not. With the hair, I understand how that, how you can have some creativity there. But right. with the makeup, it's, it's somebody else's face. Mm-hmm. It's just choosing which colors. I guess, I guess it could have been really bad. It could have right. been really wrong. Right. They, all the faces worked, but it all felt to me like. Okay. Who did the makeup in um, 3D? Because it was 3D and I think that was Akasha. I think that Akasha ended up, if I'm remembering correctly, she did like the sketches of what it should look like, but then they were all like, and then they were all like, okay. There's three eyeshadow colors here, and I don't know what to do. Right. So I think they all just kind of like figured out their own thing. Right, 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 right. right. Um, Yeah. So it's. Uh, that's that's a good point. Is that you really? I mean, if I were Jade, I'd be like, okay, well. The choreographer, stand out. I stand out. Like I, I'm a dancing. Queen. I'm a dancing queen. Right, I, like she should have made it. Yeah. So I'm gonna like. I, I can't control this look. I can't control this makeup. Right. Take I, what you can control. You're in a competition. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. Yeah. It's, this is an interesting um, seedling, right? For because if you think about the queens that have seen this season, right, that mm-hmm. went on the show after, you you learn from past mistakes. Exactly. Right? So if you're thinking of the Star Bootylicious challenge after this, mm-hmm. right. Who went home on Star Bootylicious? Uh, that was Nicole Page Nicole Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, didn't stand out. No, right? Wasn't sexy. Mm-hmm. And then you, but but you were the bitch, and you were Tyra, but you still slayed. Right. You kind of learn, and so as these challenges went on, I think as the the queens went on, and it be, we finally get to a meta thing, mm-hmm. we're finally at the cheerleading challenge, right? And then yeah. you have self producer number one, Alexis Michelle, mm. telling James, James. You really need to stand out. You really need to step up your game. I'm telling you that as some advice. Right, right. Well, and, and you make a perfect point that like the the queens in later seasons all had a cheat sheet, and and yeah. that's what makes season one so interesting. Is even though they're they've they've performed in the past, they've done lip syncs, they've done looks. Like n- they've these queens are the only ones who did not have a cheat sheet for what to expect. And, and I keep thinking you're saying cheat sheet. You did not have a cheat sheet. <laughs> they did not have a cheat sheet, Devane, of, of uh, what to expect. And even season two. Step you, that pussy up. <laughs> your ass is going home. <laughs> you know, and even season two, it's very different from season one, but there's still that sense of like, okay, I have a general sense of the structure. Like maybe I've never seen Snatch Game before, but like, you know, I, I, I kind of know how this is going to work. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, so back to season nine, with I'm, I'm thinking of this cheerleading challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all about James. They made it all about James and wanting to elevate James. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was she was she was the weak link. She didn't she didn't stand out enough. Yeah, and that was the only way to I think succeed in that challenge. Oh, I mean, yeah. like because I mean, just to watch it, it was like there were too many queens. Yeah. There was too oh much. I mean, we can go on about it. Like that was just such a ridiculous challenge. Yeah. yeah, I think so many lessons were learned. Sure. sure. Well, I mean, physically, yeah, yeah, on both sides, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think about. Um, I mean, all they had was their intro. Right. And which, I'm a floozy, right? Like yeah. that's all they had. Yeah. And I can only remember Alexis Michelle's. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember any of the other ones. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? I know. 
I know because I mean, otherwise it was it was such a strange thing for them to deliberate. I mean, so I guess long there were, uh, corny. Uh, there was two cornies, right? And I'm corny too. Yeah, <laughs> my AB Christos. Yeah. Oh wow. <sighs> but you know, but even Valentina, who won that challenge. I don't really remember. I don't know why. I mean, she had that <laughs> wedding dress, but like... Oh, right. Yeah. They had another chance to stand out. Exactly. Which, again, is a difference from yeah. season one. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, you know, I, it'd be interesting to go back to this format where you each have a role and that's how you have to stand out. Mm-hmm. You don't get a special look. Right, right. Because like, the New Wave Queens was kind of like that in, the, in that sense, right? You, Derek Barry didn't want to go in the pyramid box. Right, right. And I, I did that challenge. But they had to like group and make the outfits together. They had to make the outfits together. But then did they have a runway after that? I'm trying to think of. Oh, they you're did. right. They did. They Neon. Did. Yeah, they Neon. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember because Nasha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in that, that bodysuit. Um, <laughs> Bitches, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Shake up the juice. Yeah. Juice. See what shakes loose. Um, I'm jumping around, but I wanted, I saw this note and I wanted to just mention it is that. Um, you know, and it's funny because I wrote down Michelle and it still just did not process to me that this was Michelle and not Kelly. Um, but when RuPaul introduces Michelle and, and then they're having a little, you know, banter and then Ru says, Michelle, can you handle this? Yeah, she set it up. She she like it was a big beach ball and she's like swing. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. I think so. <laughs> And Rue's like, let's tr- let's try this again. I don't think you, you can, can handle, handle this. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was so it was so fabulous. I was like, I can't believe they they didn't just say, okay, we need to do this over again. Oh, poor Shelly Williams. Poor Kelly Rowland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shady. <laughs> Um, uh, turning the page. Yeah, turning the page. Anyway, um, do you want to talk about queens who want it too much? Well, yeah, and so I, I do. And the way I kind of want to set this up is, because um, Chanel, kind Chan- of. yeah, I mean, obviously, we we hear some sound bites from Chanel of, and this is really where that storyline of, when we hear the judges even say it. Yeah. Oh my God, we should. We'll, we'll play that clip. Yeah, we'll play that clip. Everybody keeps talking about how beautiful Rebecca is, and Rebecca is beautiful, but so Chanel. And those eyes are just killing me. She is probably, like, the one to beat. She's almost too competitive because she's really, really angling in there, and it shows around the edges. I think a good competitor kind of may sit back a little bit. So what sets that clip up? I mean, I think the the judges did not need Rebecca to give them a heads up, but I think... Rebecca did this on purpose is that when they were like, okay, well, who would you send home? Rebecca said, well, I, well, you know, Chanel's, you know, she's here for the kill. Like, right. She, like, right. She's she, here to win. Yeah. She's here to win. And, uh, and then RuPaul says, she's like, there's something about somebody who wants it too much. Yeah. And there's that edge, right. Where you have to be able to lay back like a, a Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. Like in Alaska. Well, Alaska, I think in, in all stars too, was like really intense. Yeah. And, and not laid we back. didn't, and we criticized it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel right. Right. And, and it's interesting, you know, she's like a good competitor. Ru says a good competitor. Bob the drag queen is another example of that. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. wanted it too much and got called out for showboating. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that was, um, 
that was one of the detriments was was wanting it too much. That was really Bob's biggest critique is he wanted it too much. Right. And one one thing I loved about Shay is mm-hmm. that like Shay knew she was there and she was great and yeah. she just laid back. She was just so chill yeah. about it. Yeah, that there really is and and I wanted to bring this up. This was inspired by um Sister Mary, Canadian cliche, Alberta. Um, she had sent a fabulous email with with some ideas about queens who want it too much and this idea of playing it cool. Like it makes me think of immediately, I think of course of Pearl or I think of Violet Trotsky. Okay. Pearl in particular was a queen who I think was sort of a, like a new generation of drag race girls where it was like playing it cool like she was always accused of like do you really want to be here you know mm. and she was like yeah this is just how i am like there's that thing about not wanting to look like you're trying too hard right like it's just something in general i think people like when we talk about vulnerability right looking like you want something or trying too hard yeah is very vulnerable right oh yeah and so she made a really interesting point that i had never really thought about in this context but Derek barry oh that this a was a queen point. who wanted it so bad and i think who so wanted to be more than Britney. Yeah and, yeah, and wanted to do better and was like, okay, I'm listening to your critiques and like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna take this risk with these eyebrows. And sure, it didn't look great, but like right. that wasn't the time to try something new, but she was at an impasse, you know? Yeah. And I think that Rue and the judges, I think that they kind of took a bit of sympathy on her because they saw how much she wanted it. Yeah, I um, hear you. Which I thought was really interesting that, because um, there's, there's, there's an element of, I think it's like they want to see a queen who's trying really hard, like a Trinity K. Bonet, like, like listening, and, listening and taking criticism and taking criticism. Yeah. But there is an element of not sucking up. Yeah. Not like um, not pushing. Yeah. But then, I mean, you get a queen like Chanel or you get a queen like Alexis Michelle or even Fifi where it veers into villain territory. Right. That by wanting. L- Laganja, Stranja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That by wanting it too. School is fuck. Yeah. By wanting it too much. You, you're treating it almost too much like a competition. There's there's something about treating this too much like a competition that actually becomes your detriment. Um. Uh, I mean, yes, I see what you're saying. I think, uh, and when I when the reason I'm taking a while to respond is because there is a balance. You do have to treat it like a competition. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you have to. You have to stand out. You have to stand out. You have, you have to, to push. Try. Yeah. You have to be an individual. You have to show that you're there mm-hmm. because you want this really bad. Right. They want that, mm-hmm. but they also don't want someone that like Chanel who can deliver. Yeah. She, uh, that's what they say on the panel. She's fucking gorgeous. She is great. Yeah. But there's this little edge, this like craziness. And yeah. it's like, I don't know if I like this. Right. right. Well, it's kind of like, it's like going out on a date with someone who's just like really intense. Right. Like what's going to happen if I reject them? Right. And yeah. it's like, oh, you really want this. Or just that whole idea of like, you know, when you are, are like, there's people who are just like out there desperately dating and it's like, you reek of desperation. Right. And it's really only repelling me at this point. Right. And I think that that's kind of, I mean, I think that was Alexis Michelle's problem in some mm-hmm. ways. I think that's Chanel's issue in some ways. Yeah. Is that like, Chanel for sure. How do you temper wanting to win? Especially when you get to this point. Cause like, you know, Alexis Michelle talks about this. It's like, I have been auditioning for this for eight years. Like I've been wanting this for so long. You finally get there. You finally get to that point. How do you not, tr- how do you then chill out? You know, I think that's one of the biggest challenges these queens have to face is that you have to you have to get to the top of the mountain and then say, okay, step by step, like 
slow you roll. I mean, it makes me think of like playing video games and like getting to a really high level and like getting to like a really like challenging boss. Calm down. Or, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Calm down. Play it cool. Like right. I know you've been like, don't get caught up. And I just I think that we see that with queens like this where they like they get to that level yeah. they get to that master level and then they're like oh shit oh shit oh shit I okay I got to make this work it's and a self saboteur right yeah it's a self saboteur it's also a um, adrenaline thing right absolutely Fight or flight. absolutely yeah yeah well and it's like and you have to trust the some people just choke some people are not clutch yeah and you have to you have to trust the elements of yourself that got you to this point to then sustain you here. Right. You know, like you got here for a reason. Yeah. Don't forget that just because now you're here. Right. And it's like, it, it's not all bets are off. You know what I mean? Like oh, you don't lose any of that. I, but I think, yeah, I think the adrenaline kicks in and I think it's, I mean, I think it's also similar to, I always have this experience of if I'm like on the way home and I realize like a half hour into the journey, I'm like, Ooh, I really got to pee, but I can make it. Mm. But then when I get off the train and I'm walking in my apartment, I'm like, Ooh, I ooh, You're crouched ooh, over. Yeah. And then like, and then I'm holding, I'm like, I'm trying to get the door open. I'm running up the stairs of the building. Worse I'm like, and worse I, and worse. Yeah, yeah. And it gets worse and worse and worse. Cause I'm getting closer and closer and closer to it. Right. You know? Right, right. Oh, that's a really beautiful metaphor. You know, I think about, um, who struggled with this was, uh, Katya. Yeah, and perfect and, example. In uh, Glamazonian Airways, mm-hmm. when she just didn't learn the words. Oh, or she had learned them and then just lo- lost it. Right. Valentina gives this an, as an excuse for her lack of lip sync, right? Mm-hmm. She just blanked. She just couldn't do it because mm-hmm. she was so nervous or yeah. so shocked about where she was. Yeah, that it, it just it goes beyond your ability to just like back up and say, okay. Let's just get a larger view of what I'm doing right now. Right. And right. take a deep breath. But I don't think that's what happened with Tammy Brown this episode. No. I think that her exit and her lack of lip sync had everything to do with subversion and yeah. being like, no. I'm done with this. Nope. Yeah. I'm done. This isn't for me. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Adore Delano yeah. leaving the show early because mm-hmm. of the her bruised ego and the fact that she can't do hog body on, on the show. Right. Because hog body is a fine form of drag. Like it doesn't sure. Matter. Doesn't sure. I, mean, I say hog body in quotes because they're not my words, but mm-hmm. um, they're Michelle Visage. Right, right. Um, but uh, I, I, it was on her terms. Mm-hmm. It was on Tammy Brown's terms, yeah. which I also think is is ego and self-saboteur in a way. Right. Right, where it's like you can't let the, the story play out. Mm-hmm. It's like someone who thinks that they're going to be broken up with and then beats them to the punch. Right. It's like, well, I'll just break up with them first. Right, right, right. Or they're right. going to fire me. Oh, I'll just, I'll quit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be the one to be let go. I'm going to go on my terms. There's a lot of pride and ego, which mm-hmm. is appropriate sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. And I, yeah, I think with Tammy Brown, I mean, I think th- there is something to having a, a not as t- not as tight of a grip on your drag or as tight of a grip on your aesthetic or on right. what you do right and to allow yourself to kind of say okay well this is what I do. I wonder what would happen if I tried this. I wonder what it would look like if I did this. Mm. I mean, we see these these are the queens that do really well, are the queens that say, okay, all right, this is, you know, like Sasha, you know, she knew what her aesthetic was. She knew her perspective. She knew what she was bringing to the competition, but it's like, okay, I could do a morning show as this person. Okay. I could do, you know, the, you know, um, the cowboy, you know, village people. Like, okay, here's my version of it. Like, I can apply that. Sorry, guys. Oh. Keeping it real here at All Right, Mary. So, uh, yeah, it's like connected to my computer. Uh oh. Sorry, Marys. I'm back. To- no, we don't need. To, we don't need to break. Uh, Marys. Sometimes life just happens, and you have crazy sisters. 
Oh, yeah. Crazy sisters. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> Chekhovian sisters of yours. Oh, my God. If anybody follows me on Instagram, uh, you'll see a picture of my not-so-crazy sisters. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to give them a handle to follow, or they should find it on their own? Oh, shit. Okay, I guess so. I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's at Johnny also. There you go, folks. Yeah. Give her a follow. You should also follow um, one of our squirrel friends, Nick Kachanov. Uh, oh, he, yeah. he has a really, really cute um, Instagram feed. Uh, that I like. He just posted all of these um, headshots that he had. I, I guess he got them for free from his friend. Oh, work. Uh, and it was really charming, oh. um, which I really like. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's me on Instagram. You certainly don't have to follow me because I just, I don't really do Instagram. I just, mm. like, post pictures sometimes of my cat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I started an Instagram profile, like, a few years ago, and then I was just there's some pictures of Marco and that's pretty much it. I haven't posted in like a year and a half. Yeah. I mean, some, you know what I like doing is I like watching the feeds of drag Queens. Oh yeah. Monet exchanges. Who was I talking to? Was it Jen? Sister Mary Jen um, also follows Monet exchange on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but Monet exchange has an awesome Instagram feed and like shows Mm -hmm. her performing a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Jan sport, which is Alexis Michelle's daughter. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend following Jan sport Mm -hmm. um, because she is the real Chris Jenner. She's the real singer. She is the Broadway queen. She is going to slay if she ever got on Drag Race. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, All Mary. Right. I mean, I love the name. It's it's Take Me Back. Yeah, Jan Sport. You know, Take Me Back Pack. <laughs> she did um, a whole... Uh, she lip syncs to the West Side Story share. The share, one woman West Side Story. And she oh, also does... I don't know that. She also does... Um, uh, legally Blonde, uh, Oh My God, You Guys. Okay, can I just say, somebody posted, and I think it was on the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit, somebody posted a, or maybe it was just another Reddit, I was just like trolling Reddit, because um, sometimes I don't go to the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit, sometimes I look at the other forums, and someone had posted, and it was maybe, Gasp. It, was, yeah, it was either like a summer camp or like a middle school or whatever, but it was a performance of that song. Oh, oh my. I know, which it's the Red Room. Oh, have you seen? Well, no, it, it's a red background, right? Like there's a red set. Um, is it's, it? It's awful. It's these, and that's the one she lip syncs to. With the girls? With like the, yes. Really? Yes. I wonder if it is the same one. It is. It's famous. Oh, my God. It, oh, because my it's God, you so guys. Bad. It's so <laughs> ba- That's amazing. If she does oh, a lip sync to she that. She lip syncs specifically to that. Oh, that one is. Jansport is, I mean, she's brilliant. Oh, it's so funny. Okay, Jansport. You might be getting a moment of appreciation soon. It Mary. reminds me of Alexis Michelle doing Colors of the Wind. Uh, but like that really, really awful, cringy I version. I feel like I've seen her do that. Yeah, Have yeah, you yeah. ever heard the wolf cry <laughs> to the blue corn moon? I mean, what is that? Is that Leslie Uggams? Who's doing that? <laughs> I don't know. We should find out and post that yeah. one. That's a great lip sync. Mm. Um, all right. So moving back to our, our season two, I think we're wrapping up this uh, this this episode. So we have the lip sync between to- Akasha and... Tammy. Yeah, where, you know, and there was there's an interesting quote from RuPaul, like when she's kind of setting setting them up about like doing this lip sync, and she says, "Anybody who can step out of the house with a pair of high heels and some lipstick on their lips is my hero. No matter what happens tonight, you will carry on. You will be fine queens." And I also put a comment in there: "You will be fine, comma queens." Like there's, it's just it's an interesting thing for her to say. It's like an early on thing to say is like, listen. Right. Whatever happens you're here, gonna be great. you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like she says that to Tammy as she exits. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That you're going to go on and you're going to do great. Things. It's, it, it's something I, I think I love when the, when RuPaul sends a queen out with that. It's like, Hey, like 
this is not the end. Right. Like this is just the beginning. Right. You know, and right. I always think of that with like the queens, like I, I've mentioned in the past that I love when RuPaul tells a queen that she loves her, you know, mm. um, that's coming up this season. There's, there's one of the, you know, like Delta work. She tells her, she says, I love you. And, um, Ivy winters. It, it's, to, okay, you love the, I love you. If, yeah. if I have to get, if Trinity I have to right? like if Barbara please gets on and has to sashay away for some God forsaken reason, I want RuPaul to say, Barbara, I love you, girl. No, please, <laughs> sashay away. <laughs> why would why would you get voted off uh, or kicked off Drag Race? What would be your uh, the challenge that like fucks you up? Um, I think it would be a choreography situation. Okay. I would I would you get wouldn't in, kimchi the situation. I would want to. I mean, that would be my intention. It would depend on on if I could make that work, right? Um, or if the other queens want you to make that work, right? Right. But I just I think that like I would probably get in my head about that because that would be where I'd feel insecure, right? Um. So, but who knows? Like Katya is the one who said that like the thing about Drag Race is like the stuff you do really well at, you could just bomb at on right. the show, right. and the stuff you don't really do at all, you can win. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. like, who knows? I could just. You know, I could just boogie woogie my way to a win. Well, who knows, Mary? I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Uh, cutting a rug. Um, yeah. So that's our episode. I do want to give Tammy this. Um, I'll take that on. Thank, thank you, Ross. Ross. I'll take that on. That when we t- we've talked about in the past about like favorite exit lines. Oh, this was the first. This was the best. See you later in the magazines. <laughs> I was like, Tammy, t- like this is fabulous. Before there fabulous was a witty drag. catchphrase, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, witty catchphrase. You know what I mean? Uh, see you later in the magazine. It's like, right, oh, right, right, it right. was just deuces, right? Like yeah. it was, it was great. And I, we should have a supercut of all of the goodbye. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Okay, that's a project. All right, projects. Yeah. Come all right. on, Sissy, that birthday. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Brush up on those uh, video editing skills exactly. in, in iMovie. Yeah, right. Mary. All Mary. Um, so I want to move on to our next segment yeah. to, to end our episode with mm-hmm. that I like to call Reddit on Reddit. Hi, can you read, honey? No. Which, of course, is my roundup of things that I've discovered by trawling the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit. Some highlights or conversations that I want to give some air You're not to. trolling it. You're lurking. Tra- I say trawling, kind of like, you oh, know, T-R-A. Trawling. Um, yeah. Like, like Professor Trelawney from Harry Potter. Yeah. I Professor Trelawney. I always imagined her as having a New York accent because of her name, Trelawney. I, I, don't, I don't know that reference. <gasps> I know. Oh. I know. You I know. Bitch. I know. There's so much education that needs so, to happen. So, oh, basically, Professor Trelawney is the, the one you would play. Oh. Um, she is the professor of, uh, like, like uh, telling the future, Divina- divination. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do I get a monologue? Oh, yeah. She, like, goes into a trance at one point and, like, sees Harry Potter's death. Like, it was, oh, Do so I great. get to talk through tears? Emma Thompson plays her. Oh. Mary. Start with that. Let's just call you Professor Trelawney. Oh, my God. Like, Sister Mary, Professor Sister Trelawney. Sister Mary, Professor, Professor Trelawney. All right, Mary. <laughs> um, oh, Harry. Um, so, anyway... <laughs> Oh, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Bjork, I seen it all. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I have to get my, my phone out because my the first thing I wanted to talk about that I... Um, oh. Um, 
Where is that? Bear with me one moment, ladies. Uh, Bear. Oh. Uh, okay. So I, someone had posted, and I just thought this was, um, I just, I just love this. So come on, orientation. Uh, someone had posted from their Twitter feed, and they on on the Reddit, and they said, you know, there's two kinds of queens. And so Miss Fame had posted an update saying, Miss Fame, who recently came out as gender fluid, it's interesting, the um, sort of comings out that we kind of casually have these days. It's really interesting. Uh, So she came out and said, or this wasn't the coming out, but just had posted something saying, um, while I rise, I will speak truth. I won't fear of loss. I am here for our community with integrity and unity. We will be seen, no exception. Wow. And then right above that was a post from Aja saying, does anybody have a video of me doing foreskin shots? (laughs) And I just thought that was so funny. Oh, that juxtaposition. That juxtaposition of like... It's very drag, isn't it? Right. That that really was the A to Z of drag. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. That's fabulous. That it can do... there, validity in both updates. Oh, completely. I'm there for completely. both. And in fact, there was a GIF on the RuPaul's Direct Race subreddit of Aja doing the aforementioned foreskin shot, which is kind of what it sounds like. Um, yeah, it seems so difficult. I don't, but I also don't understand like belly button shots. Yeah, you're like not getting navel. Or the, there's like the collarbone shot or something. Oh, like really? That. Yeah, they like find any kind of little any divot. divot. In the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the small of your back shots. But I'm just kind of like, do you just like suck up the alcohol? Is that what happens? I mean, I'm also like 800 years old and not a partier, so I'm I, like, I'm like the one that leaves by midnight or the one that's reminding everybody, hey guys, we have to go or hey i think the bar closes in five minutes (laughs) momager um (laughs) yeah no i mean i I never had the spring break experience so i i i have to google these things yeah but never had um, a spring break experience either so i but yeah so there was a gif of aja doing a foreskin shot wow and it was like okay i mean great we're all consenting adults here. But what I saw it as was like, okay, I know there's concerns about, you know, drag race and it's a sanitized mainstream version of drag. I'm happy to see that they're queens who are like, no, I'm still going to do my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get it. I'm not a role model. I'm not a role model. You know, because you know, even RuPaul has said that, like, I'm not a role model. Yeah. I'm doing my thing. You have to figure it out. If you get something from my journey, great. But I am not here to be your role model. And I think that's an interesting like I think that's really important, and and I think that there is obviously a much larger conversation that we can have that does that. I, I can't believe the idea of foreskin shots would be um, be a launching point, but um, there is a much larger conversation about the mainstreaming social justice corner role models, and maybe we'll talk about that another time. But all that being said. Um, if you want to see Aja doing a foreskin shot, there's a post of it on uh, Reddit. Um, Reddit on Reddit. Reddit on Reddit. Another thing I wanted to mention is I don't know if this is coincidence or if it's just one of our Marys, um, but someone posted the Brady Bunch clip of Rue as Jan's guidance counselor, Mrs. Cummings. Rue is fabulous. Rue is fabulous. Rue is fabulous. And she's so beautiful and nice to Jan. Oh, she's great. And she's totally doing all it, it's and it's all the same Rue shtick. It's yeah. it's like her brand. Yeah. And and even I mean the whole scene it just it reminded me, it was like, oh yeah, we really need to recap this. This movie is so fucking drag. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That movie and is all is is about identity and drag and, yeah. and where you are and who you are. Because they're all in drag. They're in seventies drag. They're all in drag. Yeah. I mean the movie takes place in 
the 90s, but they're all stuck in the 70s. Right, right. And it's, yeah, it's like the actors are in drag. The characters are in drag. All of it is just wink, wink, nod, nod at the exactly, camera. It's exactly. Really Remember this good. show? Yeah. Yeah. Alice. And, yeah. 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 And, and, uh, oh my God, Alice still. Snatch Game character, go for it. I know, I know. Or Shelley Long is Mrs. Brady right, in Snatch Game. Right, like it's unfortunate that they they can't do fictional characters because it's just, I mean, oh right, right yeah, right, right. I'm gonna be Shelley Long. I'm gonna be and Shelley Long, and then it's yes, it's, right. right. But I mean, God, to be Shelley Long, you could be Troop Beverly Hills, Shelley <gasps> Long. Oh my God. Right, the original Valerie Cherish. The original, yes, yeah. Yes. True Beverly Hills, oh yeah, my God, I yeah. Love that movie, um, oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. Oh uh, my God, I, I own it. Really? Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. When they do the Freddy, <laughs> is that a group choreography a dance, moment? Dance, yeah, dance those moments I'm usually no. Like, it's Ugh. not necessarily. They're doing it with like an old folks' homes. So it's kind of like very sweet. And one of the women starts like rolling down the hill, and she's like running catch. Oh, okay, I can get into that. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so okay. So that was Shelley Long. So anyway, subreddit. So, so right. The other th- and the last piece of news I wanted to bring up, and and maybe a bit of a downer, um, but uh, you know we obviously are planning on attending DragCon. I actually just bought my ticket for Saturday, so I will be there on Saturday. Um, so if uh, Marys, if you are going to be at DragCon, uh, I'd love to meet you, and you know we I will be there with Colin. Are you going to be there? Because oh, I wasn't Mary. sure what your plan was. You had a crazy schedule. Um, no, I'm going to be there. I just will not be there in the morning because I have a new member induction ceremony in the morning. Oh, all right. That's fine. So um, I'll miss the keynote speaker. Oh, man. I'm going to miss the ribbon cutting. Um, but okay, so then we'll both be there. Clearly, we haven't discussed this before recording. We will both be there and, and would love to meet. And we know Squirrel Friend's going to be there. It'd be great to meet them. I'm, assume, I'm assuming Grizzly Kiki will be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be great to catch up with our uh, uh, other podcast Mary. sisters. Our other Marys out the there. The Marys. But I did... And, and, and this is according to uh, some writers who had seen a periscope of Katya's, but apparently in terms of queens who will not be at, Ru- at DragCon Don't NYC. Don't tell me what's going on. I'm sorry to say that Katya will not be there. Oh, I thought that you were going to tell me somebody died. No, nobody died. No, this is just oh queens who won't be at DragCon. I was li- I, literally my asshole went, and yep. I'm just like, hold everything in. Oh, yeah. No, girl. You know, you, oh, God, Mary, are you with me? Yeah. Are you with me? Are you sighing right now? Yeah. Colin, let, way to bury the lead. Let those kegels <laughs> go, girl, because you got, yeah. Um, so this is just queens who will not be at DragCon, which is a bummer, but nobody's dead. Katya will not be there. Ben de la Creme will not be there. Charlie Hydes will not be there. Lady Bunny will not be there. Bianca Del Rio and Alyssa Edwards. And this is because they're doing the Queens of Comedy Tour in UK. So why aren't we going on the Queens of Comedy Tour? Well, book your ticket. Come on. Come on, Virgin America. Whatever. If Gia Gunn is going to be there, I'm going to be happy. I have not seen a definitive list. Um, and I this, and this of course, is all just based on a user who saw a Periscope. So this is all allegedly. I'm a little bummed, but the reality of the situation is I was not going to wait online to meet any queens. And just meet Katya or any of these queens, there'd be a fucking line. And I'm just... It's just not my cup of soup. It's not... I don't... I just, it's not because I'm too cool for school. You know what my, my like dream is? Is to be walking around and like wearing our All Right Mary shirts mm-hmm. and then one of the queens to be like, oh, hey, I listen to your podcast. Right. Fuck you. Like, right. I, that's what I want. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You guys are full of shit. Remember that one star drive-by you got on iTunes? Right here. Right here. Um... Oh, I just I just think that would be great to to run into people that know our podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe by September, we'll you know. Will uh, Will All Stars Three have started? The filming will have happened, but All Stars Three won't air until 
after season 10 next year. Oh, after season 10. When is season 10 going to air? In the winter? Um, I think it'll probably be, I guess, November. what was the timeline for season nine? It was like November, yeah, October. Right. Yeah. And so it'll ha- I'm assuming it'll be, um, no, because I think season nine started, it started in March and then it ran oh. through June. So maybe it'll start like, maybe season 10 will start in like February and then it'll run through till like May, or early June. Oh, right, because we reviewed All Stars mm-hmm. and season eight after. Right. Okay. Right. And then maybe All Stars 2 will happen a few months after. Uh, season 10 ends. Okay. So so 2018 will be dragorific, but we are going to be we're, we're going to be water, watering down the juice <laughs> until we get there. Oh, I don't think we'll need to water too much if we're going to be talking about the Brady Bunch movie. Oh, my yeah, no, goodness. this is going to be some sweet juice, Mary. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Ooh, shake up the juice. Yeah, we're going to see, gonna what, see shakes what shakes lose. lose. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Marys, if you have any thoughts on season one, on DragCon, on the Reddit, on anything at all, please feel free to email us at allrightmarypodcast at chiba.com, or you can always follow us or reach out to us on Twitter at allrightmary. And then you can head over to iTunes. You know where this is going, girl. You know, I don't even have to say the rest of it. You know, you know, you just go there, you leave a five-star review, you, 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 Tell people why this is worth listening to, even though there's nothing going on currently with Drag Race, why to stick with these Marys. I I don't need to describe it any more than I already have. Head over to iTunes and help a sister out. Anything to add, Colin? Anything? I do believe that's all I got for today. Well, I can't wait to talk about the next episode with you. Mm. Um, So if you want to send us out. Oh, the next episode. What is the next episode? Oh, I just, I was just saying oh. send us out because. Oh, because we're done. The the oh, okay, well, but we are going to. Ju- if you want to know what the next episode what is. What is the next episode? Let's do a little teaser for all what's right. coming up all next right. week. All, all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Uh, the teaser is Queens of All Media when they have to channel Oprah Winfrey. Oh. And there's a very embarrassing kind yes. of moment that Jade has. Jade uh, has. There's a slightly embarrassing moment that Nina has. Oh yeah. yeah, that I'm. I'm very excited about next week's episode. Okay. Yep. Uh, there is. Oh yeah. The storylines that we're setting up now, full force next episode. Yes. And you have a, a very famous drag queen being interviewed, Tori Spelling. That's right. Oh yes, my God. Tori okay. Spelling. So all these things. It's all full circle. Women who are drag queens. Oh my God. It's gonna be great. Yeah. And let me tell you, the lip sync is the lip sync from season one. Oh, is this? Um, it's the one. It's the the when the the wig that fell off, and we heard. Oh, the world. this episode! Is, oh, girl! Yeah, yeah oh, this is it. Yeah, this episode was worth teasing. This is going to be a good episode. Yeah. We will see you then, Marys. Until then, all I've got left to say is bye. See you later, alligator. Oh.